Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to episode 3. We're going to be talking about why I decided to leave the Catholic Church. I feel as though I have to give a disclaimer and say that this episode is no slander or shade in any way, shape, or form. I'm just talking about my personal experiences and what led me to ultimately leaving the Catholic Church. So sit back, grab a snack, and let's talk. of a background about me. I grew up in a very devout Catholic family. I went to Catholic schools from pre-K to the ninth grade. My father is a Knight of Columbus. And, you know, I really looked forward to things like Stations of the Cross when it was time for the second grade and for me to have my Holy Communion. I was completely committed to the classes. We would go for Saturday catechism classes when I was growing up. My first instance with really being confused about Catholicism or faced with adversity towards Catholicism was when I moved to Nigeria. I was about 10 years old, and I would always hear people say that Catholics worship Mary, and I didn't understand. I was like, no, we don't, (laughs) you know? And I also remember going to a cousin's church. They were Anglican. My father, he was insisting, like, they have to take me to a Catholic church that he was not in agreement with them taking me to their church and in my mind I was like church is a church we all believe in Jesus (laughs) you know like what's the difference and I didn't realize at the time that apparently it's considered something of a sin for Catholics to go to other denominational churches so that really threw me off and um I think I just kind of I was still very much so involved in the Catholic Church. I was so devout Catholic, like Stations of the Cross, things of that nature. I loved doing it. And um, it wasn't until I came back to America and I was about an undergrad, I would say, and the child molestation cases started to really come out and I didn't understand, you know, because Matthew 7:16 said, you shall know them by their fruits fruits of the Catholic Church were starting to look a bit janky. By 2013, the Catholic Church I attended at the time, they fully assimilated into what the Vatican was pushing out, and they changed the responses said by the congregation during Mass. And as someone who was brought up saying the same responses from birth, it didn't sit right with me. By then, my friend Quinette introduced me to her church, which called God's Remnant Assembly in Maryland, and me to visit and I loved her church it was amazing um, the, the the pastor what he would say the things he would read from the bible it just seemed more real more realistic uh, about a few months later I really started to feel convictions um, because I you know I would go to Quinette's church and I would also of course go to my catholic church and it wasn't until my brother, my sister, and I, we went for a walk. And what happened on this walk was that we had to kind of walk through the church parking lot in order to get home. And in the parking lot, there was a statue of Mary. So they were like, oh, yeah, we should stop and pray. And something in me just didn't feel right about kneeling before the statue of Mary and praying. I know initially Quinette told me, you know, it was in, it was in jest of sorts, but she was like, you know, because you guys, you guys, 
yeah, they were in front of statues. And you know, when, when she said it, I was kind of like, er. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't say we didn't because we do. And I felt a type of way, not towards her, but about what she said, because it was true. And uh, the final straw for me came when that same Catholic church we attended announced that they would be collecting a second offering for the priest being accused of child molestation. After that, that was the last time I'd attended a Catholic church until like my cousin's wedding months ago i never stepped foot into a catholic church after that i was disgusted how dare you set up an offering for priests being accused of child molestation like i could not understand i couldn't imagine i was just so completely turned off so i left and you know since then i you know i did some soul searching i left the catholic church of course and i decided that I wanted to research more about this religion that I'd, or rather this denomination that I'd so completely been engrossed in since I was a child. And there were a few things that I made note of that did not sit right with my spirit. So I'm going to list them to you guys. The first thing is that Catholics pray to Mary via the rosary and other means. And the rosary has more prayers to Mary than it does to God. First and foremost, Mary is delivering no one from anything. She was a human being just like you and I. She found favor in the Lord's eyes and became the necessary vessel for Jesus to be born. Remember, Jesus was the descendant of King David. The bloodline went through through Joseph, meaning the mother of Jesus could have literally been anyone at that time who found favor in the Lord. She is not the queen of heaven. She is not the mother of our souls. Mary is dead, waiting to be judged like the rest of us. The second one, praying to Mary and the, and the saints to intercede on our behalf. First Timothy 2.5 says that for there is no one God, for there is no one God and one mediator between God and mankind than the Savior Jesus Christ, which means Jesus is who you need to pray to. If you need God to answer your prayers, if you can pray to God directly, but you know, we usually pray, you know, Jesus, please help intercede on this behalf. You don't need to pray to Mary, and you for sure don't need to pray to any saints because honestly, the saints were dictated by the Catholic Church, not even by God. <laughs> so, there's already that issue in and of itself. The three, the third one for me, the various statues in the church. After I started feeling convictions about Catholicism, the statues really, the statues always kind of creep me out, but the statues really started to creep me out. And I look at the statues as idolatry. An idol is an image or representation of God used as an object of worship. There are statues of Mary, Joseph, and who is claimed to be Jesus, placed in almost every Catholic church. People kneel at the feet of the statues and pray, believing that these statues represent God or God-like figures. Fourthly, keeping dead bodies of saints in the church. Yes, you heard me right. I'm not joking. It's a thing, and it's disgusting. There are so many instances of quote-unquote saints that have 
either like mummified, have wax figures, or just their bones and skeletons sitting up in churches. There's Peter Julian Amard, the severed head of Catherine of Siena and Siena, Italy. Camillus Delellis remains lie in Rome. St. Michael, St. Michael's Church in Dublin has corpses in his basement. Like, this is a thing, and it's a disgusting thing. The fifth thing is the notion of purgatory. Hebrews 9.27, it says, It is appointed unto men to die once, and after this is a judgment. Catholics believe that when you die, you have just a little bit of sin left over. You go to this place called purgatory, where you chill, you burn a little bit until your sins are burned away, then go to heaven. And when you're in purgatory, you need to sing the prayers of people who are alive, the saints, and Mary, all praying on your behalf for God to forgive you and take you into heaven. And the amount of time you spend in purgatory depends on the amount of sins you have done on earth that you didn't repent of. I don't even know who came up with this. Like, <laughs> like it's almost as though Catholics just kind of come up, like, take a little bit of the Bible and just, you know what? Let me just, I think, I think we can do this with it and remix it and turn it into something completely different. Nowhere in the Bible does it say this. Nowhere in the Bible are there stipulations of this. Like, where did you get this from? Who knows? Sixth thing, calling priest father. Matthew 23, 9 says, Jesus says, call no man your father on earth. And we know that the father in this verse applies to religious leaders, not our biological father, because Ephesians 6, 2 says, children are told to honor thy father and their mother. Um, I, this, was, this was something I kind of struggled with because when I read it, when I read Matthew 23, 9, I was like, wait, so am I not supposed to call my daddy my daddy? Like, what's going on? But no, it's it, it goes into religious, religious leaders because at the time, rabbis uh, like to be called, you know, rabbi or father. And Jesus Christ rebuked these religious leaders and the scribes and the Pharisees for their hypocrisies because they were trifling. They were nothing more than workers of Satan. And if you look at the modern day priests, a lot of them are workers of Satan. A lot of the things they do go completely against what the Bible says you need to do. Yet people are calling them father up and down and looking upon them as their father. Whereas, no, they are not. They are nobody's father. So the seventh thing, the Holy Communion in the Tabernacle. In the Catholic Church, the wafer and wine literally become the blood of Jesus. Like, they literally try and say it's the blood of Jesus, which is quite cannibalistic, if we're being honest. And I remember being told the Tabernacle houses the bread and wine, which basically means it houses the body and blood of Jesus and should be revered. Like, you don't just walk any type of way when it was around. But... Jesus said, do it in memory of me. So the wafer, the cracker, the juice, the wine is literally done in remembrance of Jesus. It does not represent Jesus. You know what I mean? So the way in which Catholics kind of honor the wafer and the wine is a bit creepy. It really is. The eighth thing was confession and penance. In James 5.16, it says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed because the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Because all the system often uses John 20.23, which is when Jesus gave the apostles the power to 
lose what was losing heaven, lose on earth, whatever they lose on earth is losing heaven, whatever they bind on earth is bound in heaven, to justify confession, and that conversation is still up for debate, but I have heard horror stories of some priests asking for the identity of a confessor for sins that weren't even egregious to others, but only to sinners, so something like, you know, Father, forgive me for I have sinned had sex with someone and the priest is like wait who are you sir why do you need to know who i am (laughs) what what does that what what can you can you do what you need to do so i can go not to mention it's weird to be told yeah pray five our fathers and five hell marys because you stole some evidence from the corner store it's it's i don't know it's just weird to me even with things like prayer Matthew 6 7 says and when you pray do not keep on babbling like pagans for they think they'll be heard because of the many words so when I'm praying five Hail Marys and five our fathers it's a constant repetition it's a constant babbling of words whereas when you pray God already knows what's in your heart he knows what you want before you open your mouth to pray so what is the purpose of praying that many our fathers and Hail Marys like what is it doing but okay the last thing to me is the very nature of the catholic church realizing so much of what was wrong with the church kind of forced me to actually read about the church i'd known about the holy wars and passing but i didn't know about the history of the church and the decision to do things like merge pagan religions with that of christian beliefs so i grew up celebrating holidays that were apparently blasphemous in nature which was so deceitful to me because if God is saying don't do like the pagans do but the catholic church has really deceived us into thinking things like Christmas are actual celebrations completely about Jesus it throws things off you know what I mean things like Easter I always used to wonder what what is that bunny what is that situation you know and when you do the research you realize oh this is messed up so just the other deception that goes into Catholicism and the Catholic Church and after all the research I did I felt I felt really like I felt beside myself because I I was angry honestly like it was one thing for me to leave the church because I just didn't feel comfortable but when I really did my research in all the church and religion I was angry because just the basic things like you know people talk about catholic catholic church being boring and when you when you go to a catholic church it is boring luckily for me i grew up in a catholic church that was more or less pentecostal because of the priest um so i didn't get that boring catholic upbringing you know and even in nigeria when i went to church there i didn't get the boring catholic church got a uh i got priests that actually preach from the bible but after leaving the church i realized that i don't need churches that kind of take what the bible says and just open it up for interpretation or they take a little bit of the bible like 10 percent of the bible and 90 percent of what they think a church that reads from the bible applies it to real life situations i need a church that doesn't just kind of go with the flow and decide what 
the Bible may mean based off of two things like the, the fact that the Catholic Church was able to successfully deceive so many people regarding things like purgatory so people are out here not confessing sins because they think oh you know this little lie God's like no 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 so you know all of these things honestly kind of played a big role into my decision to leave the Catholic Church I left the Catholic Church I don't claim Catholicism I want no parts of Catholicism if you're a Catholic person and you're trying to get with me it's not gonna work <laughs> I'm not doing it I'm 100% not with the Catholic Church if we're being honest I'm 100% against the Catholic Church and that's just that on that the song I Am by C.C. Winans because God is all that you need not Mary, not the saints not no statue you don't have to light a candle and, and pay for the candle at the National Basilica for a prayer no, pray to God he's all you need, amen amen bye guys Your life. Your life. I am